the system is in the building. What's going on? Listen, man, the Freddy system is in the building. The Eagles is in the building. This is our time. This is why you play for the number one seed. I had to get that out, Cuzzo. The Eagles is in the building, and it's time. But, yo, listen, like Zay said, man, the weekend was great. Great football, bro. It was spectacular football. To the point, those underdogs were surprising everybody. I mean, the games was close. Comebacks, like Zay said. We are looking for historic divisional round. I mean, the matchups is legendary. The matchups is made for the NFL. All the big names, all the big teams, all the big markets. It's on deck. It's on display. And I'll be here next week to give it to y'all again. Freddie says some status. Oh, man, Freddie, you had to do a brother like that. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, though. <laughs> Big up to the underdogs. Huff, 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 huff. It's going down right now, and we might as well begin in Bucktown. Even though Bucktown is Brooklyn, but you get the name. Buck, Bucks. Let's talk about it. Okay. What's next for Tom Brady after last night's loss to the Cowboys? And you know what? I'm actually going to sit this one, let y'all go at it. And then I'll bring us home because I got a lot to say. So go right ahead. Whoever want to take it. I don't care who it is. All right. I guess I'll go in. Um, listen. This is Tom Brady, bro. It, 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 it wasn't a slap in Tom Brady's face. And let me explain. This team was under 500. So let's stop acting like this was some spectacular team. This team had a lot of question marks in a lot of different areas. Okay. So this is not an attack on Tom Brady, but they got shellacked. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I've no better teams that could have played better last night. Now, not just because I hate the Dallas Cowboys, and I do, but at the end of the day, this was a laughter. Zach, Dak Prescott looked like he was Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like the dude was throwing touchdowns, running for first downs, doing everything he was doing. But as far as Tom Brady is concerned, give him a team. Because I, I don't care how old this man is. I'm not going to bet against him. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT for a reason. Pick this man on a real team, and he will produce. Yeah, he's not. He can't do some of the things that he might have could could have done back in the day. But at the end of the day, give him a running game, give him an offensive line, give him a defense. He will produce wins. Would he win the Super Bowl? That I don't know. You don't know. But at the end of the day, he won't look like that. Okay, because the entire game, I'm waiting for this Tom Brady great comeback, and it just kept letting me down. You know what I mean? Like drive after drive. I'm like, like this is the drive. Okay, this is the drive. Okay, no, it was a letdown. I wanted this to be a close game because I wanted Tom Brady to put the pressure on Dallas Cowboys with his mystique, but it was a letdown, cousin. And I know you're a Tom Brady guy. I know you're a Tampa guy, but it was a major letdown. That was a shellacking. The score wasn't even close. The score don't indicate how much of a shellacking it was. Tom Brady, go to a team, because he's an unrestricted free agent. They can't even franchise tag this man. Go to a team that's ready to win. And there's a few teams out there that can use a Tom Brady. Freddie says some stats. Um, what's next for Tom Brady? Uh, for me, I think it's retirement. Um, <laughs> and it's not because I don't think he has enough left in the tank. I don't, I don't, mm. I, that's not what I'm saying. It's not that. Okay. I just think when you look at every team that could potentially use a quarterback, they desperately need to use a quarterback. They're not win-now teams in their conference. They're not teams that are going to be Super Bowl contenders right away if you add Tom Brady there. Um, and, you know, we could pinpoint teams like the Raiders. They still have issues on defense they have to rectify. They still have a lot of issues on the offensive line they need to rectify. You could look at the 49ers. 
But if Brock Purdy takes his team to the Super Bowl, why would you even look at Tom Brady and pay him all that money when you have guys of young talent already there in San Fran? You know, Absolutely. Tom Brady, as great as a, as a quarterback he is, he's a rental. He's 45 years old. He's not there for five more years, six more years, no matter what he says. So you have young guys already there playing at a high level. So now you have to look at the other teams. You have to look at the teams like the Jets. Does Tom Brady want to go to a New York Jets team? You know, they have a great defense. But does he want to play against the the Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins each two times? Like, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to go back to the AFC because everyone knows, everyone in football knows NFC is where you really could get to a Super Bowl easier because the AFC, no one knows what's going to happen in the AFC. But even yesterday, when you watch the games, right, and there was a couple throws that a younger Tom Brady, even Tom Brady five years ago, would have been able to to, to hit these these receivers, you know, a tighter window. Getting getting beyond defenders, you see he's losing the zip off the football. He's not hitting the tight window like he once was. That's not the same quarterback, the same Tom Brady we've been accustomed to seeing um, in the past. You know, but again, he's 45 years old. It, that it, He's getting older. Father time is catching up with Tom Brady. Now, you know, you hit an ambulance in the background. That's because Tom Brady's getting hosted away to the hospital because of what just happened in the, in the game. You know, it was it was terrible. What just happened to Tom Brady? And, you know, they lost in that fashion. The lose at home in that fashion. I guess the Dallas Cowboys team, which I was very adamant about, that I don't trust. I don't trust the Cowboys in the playoffs. Right. I don't trust them in a regular season game. I don't trust them in big games because just like the Vikings, they always crumble. This game, Dak Prescott looked amazing. He looked pristine. He, this is probably the best Dak Prescott I've seen in a single game in a very long time with, the with like, um something on the line. It's a winner goal yeah. game. Don't I have I don't remember the last time I seen uh Dak Prescott in this magnitude. Um, so we've seen the best Dak Prescott and arguably the um, one of the worst Tom Brady performances we've ever seen in his career. Um, you know, what's next for him? I say retirement because when you look at the other teams, what team in the NFL when you add Tom Brady is Super Bowl? You know, I can't name one, and that's why Tom Brady may need to retire because it's not a team that has the complete package unless you're looking at a team that's already going there, which is the 49ers. And I don't see them removing Brock Purdy or whoever out that's that quarterback seat if they're taking the team to a Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure DC Young Fly would appreciate me for this, but Brian with Leverage, bring that ass here, boy. Bring it! Yeah! What? This man is a fraud on God. 99 pod. Let's lock in. All right, so tell me how. All right, last year, this clown, Byron Leverich, interviews for the Jaguars job, turns it down, says, you know what? I don't want to work with Trent Baalke. Okay, that's what he did. Right, last year, he had a job. He had a job to be a head coach. He turned it down. Now he gets fired as an offensive coordinator. You talk about a blooper? That's a blooper, not a trooper. Okay, what are we doing? All right, and you know what's crazy? Doug Peterson took that job, didn't complain. Didn't say, you know what? I don't want to go over there. Urban Meyer left the mess that I don't want to clean up. No. Doug Peterson went over there and got them to the playoffs and got them to the next round while this cat is at home in Cancun without a job. Okay? You see that? You see how things work? And we're going to come on this show for good reasoning. For good reasoning. And talk about the lack of minority head coaches in hierarchy positions in the NFL. Like I said, for good reasoning. But when you have examples like that of a guy trying to be a diva and trying to make demands before he even, like, get the job, who are you? Who are you? What has you accomplished? You did nothing. Okay? 
And guess what? You without a job. Cool. You should be. The lack of creativity on offense, play sequencing, all that was terrible. This offense was old and outdated. Okay. It was the other coach, man. I can't remember this cat name. And I don't want to. Todd Bowles. He's another one that needs to hit it. Yeah. What? Listen, bro. Yesterday was a travesty. I have never seen nothing like that in my life. I thought last year's Monday night wildcard game was bad. This one takes the cake. I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing? And you know what's crazy? Because I heard a little report that the Steelers are trying to sign Brian Leverage as a offensive coordinator, not sign higher, okay, as they let go Matt Canada. I'm not surprised there. I've been coming at that organization, that stupid organization for the last couple of years. So I'm pretty sure they would make a move like that. It's all good, though. You know, and you can say, well, Byron Leverage is an upgrade over Matt Canada. No shit. He is. But he's not good. OK, like, he's not good. Todd Balls is not good. Every time I look this cat at the sideline, look at this cat at the sideline. He got the dumbest face in the world. Dumbest face in the world. What are we doing here? My guy, Bruce Arians, gave y'all one job. Gave y'all the easiest job in America, okay? As African-Americans, we are not afforded the ability. I'm about to get my MLK on. Salute to him. Yesterday was his day. We are not afforded the ability, okay, that other counterparts have, all right? We don't get the hierarchy positions. We're not owners. We're not head coaches. We're barely offensive and defensive coordinators. We don't get the jobs, okay? And yet... My guy, Bruce Arians, salute to that guy. I miss him to death. He left y'all with the easiest job that anybody in this world could ask for. The GOAT as your quarterback, a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. And my guy, Todd Bowles, excuse me, he's not my guy no more. My enemy, Todd Bowles, came out a couple months ago and said something about, oh, we still, you know, hype off of that Super Bowl. What kind of nonsense is that? That was two years ago, fool. And I know Brian Leverage was a fraud from the jump. Yeah, it says something, and I can't remember it. I tried to look it up today. It was a quote a couple years ago when we were losing games, when I'm like, yo, this cat is a dumb you-know-what. He's a dumb you-know-what, but we won the Super Bowl that year. So I cut him some slack. But now that Bruce Arians is gone, and he can't monitor and be that mentor to baby y'all and exit out the plays with Red Sharpie, this is what we have. Get Tom Brady an ecosystem. All right, I don't care who you are. You can be the GOAT. He is the GOAT. But at the end of the day, coaching is a very important aspect of the game. He should go to the Raiders. He should go to the Dolphins. The 49 should be – every team should be all over that because y'all made the same mistake a couple years ago, okay? When he was a free agent, y'all thought he was washed. Wasn't y'all saying that same tune a couple years ago? Oh, he don't look like he got the deep ball. Oh, and somehow he just magically – ordered arm strength off of eBay and Amazon and used it so he can still play and win the Super Bowl. No, stop that nonsense right now, okay? Just because somebody has a bad season doesn't mean he's washed, okay? Y'all media NFL savants need to stop it. Y'all are frauds on God, okay? Kyle Shanahan, you know damn well, okay, that you are on the clock, or you should be. You have not won a Super Bowl. You got to one. Jimmy Garoppolo, you passed up Tom Brady for him. Guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo ain't there. He's hurt. So if you want to make the same mistake with Brock Purdy, go ahead. This is not a shot at Brock Purdy. I like the kid. I think he could ball. But if you have an opportunity to get the GOAT with them weapons, are you, are you stupid? 
That defense is legit. That defense is the best defense I have seen the last couple of years. That offense is so talented. My God, look what Tom Brady did with Julian Edelman. Okay, look what he did with Wes Walker. You mean to tell me he can't do that with Debo? You mean to tell me he can't do that with CMC? You mean to tell me you can't go to the DMV and get you a license for Tom Brady? Come on. I'll come back for my second lap. Stay tuned. Oof. Listen, cousin, I know you're hurting, baby. And Zay, you made a lot of good points, man, because a lot of people ain't going to take that chance because, I mean, he is 45. I think he can still play if you put the right team around him. But it is a rental. We How long he's supposed to play? I mean, how much you supposed to invest in a franchise for a Tom Brady? Like, you know, you invest in a year, you know, one year and out, or you invest in three years, or you invest in five years. You know what I mean? So I do hear what Zay's saying. And a lot of teams ain't going to go that route. You know what I mean? And I mean, look, at, look at this dude, Tua. My man's brain is fried, bro. His brain is fried. His brain is cooked. And y'all ready to commit to this dude in 23? Were y'all stupid? Like, come on. There's no shots at two. I really hope that he gets the help that he right. needs. But he needs to retire. Y'all going to put... Yo, y'all frying this boy brain up, bro. Y'all can use a time brain no there. Concussions just take crazy over there. No doubt with uh, Tua. You know, listen. It only takes one team. If one team says, you know, we're going to take that chance, it, it, it'll be a go. I think Tom Brady can still play. But is his heart in it? He had a lot of off-the-field distractions. It's, you know what I mean? Like, he have a lot going on. You know what I mean? Uh, he do got a lot going on, bro. You know, real quick, I want to say this. And I think it's important to say this, too. Um, it may – Byron Leftwich was the scapegoat of what happened mm. in Buccaneers because mm. the offensive line was – Decimate. There was, it was anything was happening over there. You couldn't get anything going with a with a depleted offensive line. The play calls that Byron Leftwich was calling is needed for the offensive line to be there, stout and strong, so the receivers can make their routes correctly and make their routes efficiently to get them open. Now, if the pocket's collapsing and it's not Tom Brady's unable to get the ball to these receivers to the to the, um the catchers, the play um the pass catchers, then you know there's not that's not not much you can do, right? And sometimes. It's not about the philosophy. That's the issue. It's about how you use the philosophy. The execution has been terrible. When we talk about the play calling, the Buccaneers, if I'm not mistaken, were 11th in total yards this season. 11th, but 24th in touchdowns. So the execution part of the touchdowns, the red zone plays, have been an issue. Who do you look at? You look at the running backs. You look at the offensive line. You look at the quarterback not making the proper throws. Those are the issues there. Tom Brady has not been playing his top football this year. You can't can't dispute that. Tom Brady has not been the guy this year. No, no. And I know my dad got on me for this, but you know what? I'm I'm just going to – this is one of these episodes, one of these topics (laughs) where I'm just going to stop you where you lie because you lying. Okay. So now first Tom, of all, so Tom Brady was playing great. Everyone else was all, doing bad, but Tom Brady was great. First of all, okay. The Cowboys defense, credit to them. I don't really know. Um, excuse me, the Buccaneers defense was terrible, first off. I don't know whether the credit Kellen Moore or do I want to choke Todd Bowles, right? Probably a combination of both. You know what I'm saying? But when you talk about the Cowboys defense, they were putting so much pressure on the Buccaneers offensive right. line receivers you have to put the pressure back you can put pressure on a defense how do you do that up tempo no huddle take shots i seen this cowboy secondary get torch sliced and diced before trayvon Diggs. oh he's a top corner stop that hit him with a double move he'd be in another area code 
Or how could you have a You'll be scheming wide open for a touchdown. Okay. You know what, cousin? Cousin, real quick, I'm not to cut you off, baby. You know, you said something really interesting. You said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is outdated. And this it is. is no disrespect. Is. No disrespect to Tom Brady. He is also outdated. Quarterbacks throw on the run now. That's what they do. Quarterbacks is double dual threats. He's not no more, especially at 45, cousin. You gotta admit to that. I mean, yeah, no, of course. He can't run. We know that he never could have run. Right. When all these quarterbacks was coming in the league, Lamar Jackson's, Patrick Mahomes, Herberts, he still won a Super Bowl two years ago. Clear. Okay, so he, you know what I'm saying? You can't be outdated, though. Everybody got that, though, now, cuz. Everybody got it. The thing is, he needs weapons, okay? That's what I said. The 49ers will be a perfect fit. Just get the ball to these guys' hands. They can do something with it. Like I said, when you look at the the offense, Dallas, right, and their weapons, they look more modern than this outdated Buccaneers. I mean, Mike Evans looked old out there. Chris Godwin looked old out there. Julio Jones looked old out there. They, you got Tony Pollard, you got a Zeke, you know what I'm saying? You got Dak, and come on, like what are we doing here? I'm just saying, Dalton we gotta, Schultz. We gotta put the blame on Tom Brady just as much as Byron Leftwich. That's all mm. you can't you can't you can't look at Tom Brady and say he is just pristine. He's been a golden boy for how many years? They they blame they blame everyone else outside of Tom Brady his entire career. Tom Brady mm. has to get the blame for this. He has all the weapons in the world. He got he won a letter for that, he got him. They got Mike Evans. They got Godwin. He wanted Antonio Brown when he was on the FA. They got him. He left. They got Julio Jones when he was available. They got Russell Gage. They have the weapons there. The offensive line was depleted. We understand that. But you can't say Byron Leftwich was the issue when Tom Brady wasn't making the proper throws, wasn't able to execute the way it needed to be executed. Bro, there was a lot bro, of things that could have happened. Bro, are you watching the Buccaneers games, bro? Are you watching it? Because I already pointed out to you this back in week 15. Whatever week it was, week 15, week 16, when we barely beat the Cardinals and we were down, what, 13 to zero, something like that. I forgot. We was down by a couple of scores. And I told you what I saw in the formula and why we came back and won that game. I even said it before they made the comeback. Watch this. They're going to win this game. Why? Because they went no huddle. They put the pressure. If your defense, if your offensive line stinks, that's why you go no huddle because it slows down the pass rush. When you move fast, you can't substitute. You can't get a breather. That's how you put the pressure. That's what I'm talking about. They put the pressure on us. We got to put the pressure on them. And we no. didn't. This no, is not rocket science, bro. It's not. It's but, but, about it's about adapting. It's about being creative. They're not creative. They're not. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, listen, man. This team, no disrespect to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, played in the worst division of football. They won the division with a home playoff game. But technically, they are what they record say they are, man. This was a bad team. We we really got to recognize that. You want to blame Tom Brady? You want to blame coaching? I'm going to – I'll split the ties. It's a combination of both. I'm being fair. You can't just look at Tom Brady and say, yup, he did everything perfect. No, that's impossible, right? And like you said, cousin, this outdated thing that you said was a very important line that you use. As great as Tom Brady is, the NFL has moved on. If you're not a dual threat, Right now, you're not a quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah. Until you're behind, get hurt, which most dual threat quarterbacks do get. They get hurt. No, 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 no. I am not lying. Lamar Jackson last two seasons hurt. Okay, uh, Michael Vick hurt. Okay, Josh Allen's a dual threat. Justin That's because Robert's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes have number one the best offensive line in football. Number two, he doesn't run that much like these other quarterbacks do. 
Right, but he's a dual threat. I didn't say run. He's just a threat to do it. That's what the dual threat means. Dak Prescott is a dual threat. Jaylen, all these guys now is dual threats, bro. Yeah, and Dak Prescott got hurt a couple years ago. And Dak Prescott got hurt a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? Kyler Murray got hurt this year. You know what I'm saying? Dustin Fields hurt his shoulder this year. All these dual-threat quarterbacks, you only gave me one that you literally made the case for on Patrick Mahomes. But most of these guys, you know, Justin Herbert, broken ribs. Josh Allen? Josh Allen, knock on wood, but he hurt his shoulder. They playing games with Josh Allen now. The way how they using him, and Zay, you said that before. So I ain't even trying to side with Freddie here. You know damn well you said that before, how they using Josh Allen. Okay, so let's not act like there's no danger. Yes, it is an advantage when you can scramble and extend the play, but this risk after that, once you get out the pocket and you're running, you never know what can happen. Absolutely. But anyway, let's move on to the subtopic here and talk about things from the Cowboys' perspective. <sighs> can we now trust Dak Prescott, Zay? Well, whoever, I don't care. Um. You know, I think right now he has the trust of the offense. Um, when you defeat the Buccaneers at home, he there's a first road win in 30 years. Um, you know, the Cowboys were definitely happy about that, elated about that. You know, they beat a Buccaneers team. Rather you, rather you, you know, whatever you think about the Buccaneers, whatever you think about the defense, the offense, they beat them at, on the road, difficult mm-hmm. win. And you know, it's, it's definitely some praise to go go there with Dak Prescott. He played great. He almost played a perfect game, you could say. Um, five touchdowns total for um, passing one run, rushing. Um, he got to the playmakers. He was able to um, establish a, a presence in a pocket when the blitz was coming. When when you when he saw the blitz happening, when he saw the pressure, he still was able to stay calm, collect, and make the throws. Like I said, yes, the last game was the best uh, Dak Prescott I've seen personally, like visually watched. Um, and uh, you know that's good momentum going into San Fran. Um, you know, I think right now you all you can do is trust him because you're gonna need to trust him when he plays San Fran. Just San Fran, you can't make a damn mistake. He needs a very similar performance if he wants to beat them or even come close to having a, a similar score to them at the end of the game. So I, you know, right now I would say if I'm a Cowboys fan or you know if I'm just a fan of football watching this Dallas and San Fran, you should have some type of trust in Dak Prescott. I think you kind of like switch that question in a way to like kind of like say like the Cowboys should trust him for, you know, cause that's their quarterback. Of course um, you won't have him out there, but I think if you talk about it from a fandom perspective, no, we shouldn't trust that Prescott. I mean, we still want to, you know, show me till you can't show me till you show me basically. That's where I'm at when it comes to Dak Prescott. Now I would say in this game, he showed vintage Dak in the sense that he was able to be mobile, you know, yep. yet the, the score really didn't, the stat really didn't, you know, tell the whole story 24 yards on the ground it didn't really tell the full tale but he was able to move out of the pocket and make some of the throws and that's when Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback when he's mobile for whatever reason when he got hurt Kellen Moore didn't want to throw him out there didn't want to have him at risk so he just kept him in the pocket when you just keep Dak in the pocket he's not a top 10 quarterback he's actually the most overrated quarterback in the league but when you allow him to make plays with his legs and extend the play, that's when you can make the case he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. So I think come playoff time, as we saw against the Buccaneers, when it's like, yo, this is a high-profile game, stakes are high, you're going to have to run for some first downs if you have to. If we could see that Dak, then maybe we could trust him a little bit. But as far as I'm concerned, that turnover issue was real. Now, he didn't have it in this game. He almost had one. 
right? When he threw it in the back of the end zone of Michael Gallup right. and um, Carlton Davis almost intercepted that. Against right. this 49ers defense, it's particularly in the second half, this defense is something else. So if he doesn't protect the football, which we all know he, he's tied for the league lead in interceptions despite not playing five games, then they're going to be in for a rude awakening. But if he does protect the football and he's mobile and the defense come to play, then he's going to be the one baking. I'll leave it at that. Listen, um, can he be trusted? Uh, Dallas Nason trusts him. The owner trusts him. The coaches trust him. The teammates trust him, right? But everybody outside of that don't trust that, okay? Everybody outside of that. If it's Dallas Nation, they trust that. Everybody else do not, and they have reason not to. Tampa Bay is not a great team, okay? You went on the road. It was a playoff game. The atmosphere was great. Tom Brady on the other side, you played well. I get it. But pressure, real pressure, is when he's going to go to San Fran. You know why? Talent pressure, okay? Physicality pressure. Hits on this man pressure. Title window throws pressure. They're going to have better coverage. They're going to have better pass rush. They're going to do everything better in this game, San Francisco, and he's going to see a different level of talent. And then I'm going to say, okay, can you handle that? This is the number one defense in the league he's going against on the road. Again, on the road, number one defense in the league. Can he do that? Because I don't trust him to do that. Okay, you like you said, because those turnovers, I believe that's going to haunt him coming back. And even when he scrambled, we got we got um, speed out there. We got Fred Warner out there. We got players that's going to hit this man. We got Bosa out there. We got players that's going to chase him down, make him fumble from behind. You're going to watch. We're going to see. And then the next day, nobody trusts Dak. Even Dallas Nation is going to come out and crack because they think trust Dak. They're going to crack. Oh, no, nah, man, he played hard. That's what's going to happen. It's so disrespectful. I'm not hating on the Cowboys, or do I do hate the Cowboys. We already know that. But at the end of the day, I don't trust this dude. I do not trust him at all. I think the Dallas Cowboys defense is overrated. I think the Dallas Cowboys offense is overrated. This is an overrated team, overrated franchise, overrated hype all the time, Dallas. Because soon they lose, the only thing they're going to say is, i see y'all next year. I Real think quick, Dak Prescott is the, is the overrated part of the offense you know i think tony pollard mm. and, and all you know That's weapons fair. are great like he That's has a fair. great ecosystem and outside of patrick mahomes i have not seen a quarterback that was thrusted in a greater situation in the last five years in Dak prescott mm. okay that's fair well, I think Tom Brady was definitely thrust in, in a great situation. Oh, here we go. You know, I'm not going to, you know, but anyway, I was just going to say that the Cowboys fans is actually, I think, against Dak Prescott because once they saw Cooper Rush play, they fell in love with the Cooper Rush allure. They fell in love with him being the starting quarterback, his play, his performance, and being able to move the chains when Dak Prescott was out from, I believe, week two to week six. I believe he was out with the injury early on in the season. And they saw what Cooper Rush is able to do. Even you got Michael Irvin over there dancing and ESPN to ball playmaker and all this other stuff with Cooper Rush with the fandom. Um, you know, I think when we talk about what Dak Prescott going against the talent, you know, in San Fran, I think you know, vice versa, San Fran's gonna be playing the best defense against the best defense they've seen all season in the biggest moment, which is the playoffs. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that dynamic is gonna go. And Brock Purdy playing against Michael Parsons and them and Trayvon Diggs. I think you know, Freddie hit on a nail. They do have an overrated defense, doesn't mean they're not good. They do have an overrated offense. Doesn't mean they're not good. There's talent on both sides of the football field. They just sometimes underachieve when they're playing against the bigger, uh, more physical teams. And uh, that's a matchup right now that they're going against, a San Fran team that is physical amongst probably the one of the more physical, if not the most physical teams in the NFL. 
And that's going to be something that we have to see Dak Prescott get over. You know, this is the, I guess the, the hump to becoming a superstar in this league. Can you beat up? Can you go against these superstar kind of talent defenses and, you know, come out that with a, come with a victory in their home, which is going right. to be another difficult road win. Let's see if Dak Prescott can pull off two road wins in a row. It'll be interesting to see. Listen, let's be fair. If, if they didn't have missed the irrelevant San Fran, we won't think this game would be close. We, we, we really won't. All right. We talking about running game, stopping the run, passing game, stopping. The, we won't think this game will be close. The only reason why we give him in Dallas a little inkling of a shot is San Fran got Mr. Irrelevant. And we don't know if Cinderella glass slipper is going to hit midnight. We just don't know. I mean, Kazo, I mean, I don't know what you heard through the grapevine, but I didn't say that game was going to be close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't making no predictions because we might do a Friday show on that. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I ain't say that game's gonna be close, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but look at my guy Mike McCarthy go. <laughs> You know, doing the whale. I call that the whale then. Hey, hey. I mean, that guy's the most ugliest guy I've ever seen in my life. He looked like a cartoon character, bro. He looked like a villain from like Phineas and Ferb or something. But, you know, how about Mike McCarthy? I mean, nobody talking about him. We just dack, dack, dack it up. You know, what about Mike McCarthy, though? I mean, he actually has more playoff wins. Shout out to my guy, Zach, for pointing that out. Than Mike Tomlin. You know, like, not that that really means a lot. But you know, I just want to throw that in there. Well, I, overrated. I, nah, but um, cuz yeah. I'm about to pass it to you. What about Mike McCarthy, man? The guy won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not in the playoffs right now. He's in Cancun right now. Mike McCarthy is playing next week. What do we think? Uh, this is what I think. <laughs> you want to talk about the most lump-sided matchup is Shanahan versus McCarthy. That's the that's the matchup that's most lump-sided. We can talk about everything on the field. Coaching is not even close. Okay, so he's not in the same ballpark. He's not in the same atmosphere. He's not in the same sport. That he could run laps around this dude from a, a coaching perspective, and that right rear is ugly head. Like we might be here talking after this game about coaching. You understand what I'm saying? So clearly, Dak Prescott took Mike McCarthy off the hook because we're not talking about him. They look good. They won the game. It was great. When Shanahan play coaching if you're not coaching well you can get out coached really fast and i believe mike mccarthy will get out coached by shanahan and it won't even be close and that's part of the reason why they're going to get smacked when they go to san francisco zay what do we think about mike mccarthy a matter of fact an announcement to make before you get in here zay zach okay i i call zach on the show he actually apologized to mike mccarthy this morning in the 99 pod chat Back. Famously, we know he called him a con man, the biggest con man in the NFL. That's his famous line when it comes to Mike McCarthy. He apologized. What you think, mm. Zay? Um, you know, I actually I want to give my apologies too to Mike McCarthy because I didn't think he was capable of winning football games. Uh, you know, big <laughs> big football games. This is my biggest knock on Mike McCarthy since the departure of him and Aaron Rodgers. You know that he has he was incapable of winning big football games, and I actually changed tunes because at one point I was praising him for all the football wins he had in the playoffs. And then once he left and saw him in Dallas, I saw the questionable play calling. I saw the lack of time management. I saw the I saw a lot of different things I I wasn't personally liking that I didn't see in Green Bay that I'm seeing in Dallas and made me question his football coaching abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but winning a big game, like I said, this is a big game in Tampa Bay, which could have easily went to um the Buccaneers if Tom Brady, you know, if whatever 
was going right. You know, coaching was still involved in that game. And Mike McCarthy actually coached a good game. Dak Prescott executed. He got his team to execute the game plan. Yep. I don't know to perfection, but they executed the game plan um, and won the game. So that was something, you know, I give credit to because you're, you're, you're playing against, the, like you said, like we all said, the greatest quarterback of all time in his home. That's not an easy victory. That's not easy to get the team to rally and, and yeah. really focus and lock in on. So the fact that they was able to execute the game plan, you give praise to Mike McCarthy. He did a good job. You got that first road win. Jerry Jones loves it. He might give him an extension after that first road win in 30 years. Because, <laughs> but you get you give him praise. Now you have the biggest, probably the, the biggest, not biggest game in his career, but one of the biggest games in his career. Because I don't believe Mike McCarthy has been able to beat San Fran ever in his career. So this is something that he has to go against now. San Fran <laughs> going against San, San Fran in the playoffs in their hometown. Another huge hurdle he has to jump over, and he needs to bring his A game. He needs to bring. His particular A game. This is the best defense that Mike McCarthy has had almost his entire stint in Dallas. Um, so now let's see what he can do to, you know, change the the course of history. Let's see if he could right. defeat the San Francisco 49ers in their hometown. You see, Mike McCarthy is one of those guys where, like, he's not gonna out scheme you. He's not like Cal Shanahan, Sean McVay. They run circles around this cat. Okay, but at the same time, like, he's a guy that if you have the right talent. He could win with him. I mean, look what he did with Rodgers. Like, yeah, you know, maybe he was in the driver's seat, sitting shotgun, you know, digging in the scene with the gangster lean. Maybe it's Maybelline, but um, he won a Super Bowl. You can't take that away from him. You cannot take a Super Bowl yeah. and say, that's not real. No, nah, that happened. You come, to, you come to a job interview with a Super Bowl on your resume? That's why he got this job. That one yeah. Super Bowl. Hey, he got this team to the playoffs. They have a lot of talent. Kellen Moore is a great OC. Maybe he could sit back, shotgun, digging in the scene with the game Celine. We'll see. I will say one thing about Mike McCarthy. The last thing about Mike McCarthy, right? I think that he allows the prisoners to run the asylum, meaning coordinators you do what you do best and i'm not gonna stand in your way calling the plays yada yada he lets them do that you know now that's a double-edged sword it could go right for him it could go extremely wrong for him but he allows the coordinators the players to really get the feel in the situation after the game and let them make the best decision but i think his issue is he allows it to happen way too often instead of inputting yo we're doing this no we're doing that you know yeah Uh, i agree i think one of the underrated things about being a good coach is your ecosystem. Forget about what you can do from an X's and O's perspective. Yes, that's great. That's very great. That's a big plus. Forget, you know, some of the other little nuances that we look for in a coach. You know, is he a player's coach? Is he strict? No tolerance. But your ecosystem, who you hire as an OC, as a DC, is very important. Now, credit, you know, well, not not credit because he came in there. He didn't hire. I don't believe he hired more. I believe more was there with Garrett. But at the same time, like, he won the Super Bowl before. He had the right situation around Aaron Rodgers. He has the right situation around him. Let's see if he could stay shotgun.